welcome to Fraser's Ridge, an Outlander podcast. I'm Tiffany, and I've got two of my faves with me, Katie and Aaron. What's up, guys? Hey, Tiff. How's it going? Hi. It's all good. Well, Katie, my girl, I think it's on you this week. It is. So buckle up, guys, (laughs) for a riveting episode of Outlander. (laughs) I'm securely buckled i'm ready to go yeah yes. you have your five point harness and uh <laughs> ready for this roller coaster yes. <laughs> check engine is go <laughs> awesome so i am walking us through episode three of season six called temperance and i realized that while i've seen this word a lot i wasn't really <laughs> sure exactly what it meant same boat literally <laughs> okay. Did you Google it? I Googled it. (laughs) You did Google it. (laughs) And I'm familiar with the definition of, you know, moderation and in that capacity of, uh, of the, of the word, but apparently the more commonly used definition is abstinence from alcohol. Yeah. That surprised me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I asked my husband, who's a history teacher, I was like, do you know what the word temperance means? <laughs> and he was immediately like, you mean like prohibition? Yeah. <laughs> I said, yes. The temperance Just movement. Just me, I guess. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for all you non-history majors right. Well, I keep, I keep thinking of all the times me, an English major, has used it for non-alcoholic things. Like, that guy has a really good temperance about him. <laughs> Oh, temperance? <laughs> yeah, bro. <like. laughs> I messed that up. That's all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> it was your character. Your yeah. character used yeah. that way. It was drunk, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very reminiscent for me of going to see the movie The Revenant and then looking up the definition for right. the word revenant after Still the fact. <laughs> Basically, if I had, I would have said, oh, this is the entire plot of this film. Yeah. And the entire plot of this episode. Yeah. Very similar situation. So the episode starts with this Moses moment Mm -hmm. of a child in a basket going down the river. And you hear some kids yelling from the shoreline. And then we see Roger, who's building a fence. Is this for Amy? Whose fence is this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Everything's for Amy these days. Yeah, it's all for you, Amy. It's all for you. <laughs> so anyway, he sees the baby in the river and immediately jumps in to save this baby. And of course, there's a waterfall, right? Yeah. So we're yeah. now racing towards this waterfall. <laughs> and we see the basket go over and... Roger jumps out of the water and he was able to get the baby before they went over the falls. Before the CGI hits. Oh man, the CGI was rough. But can I just talk about Roger, his swimming? Did you notice him like flailing and he was failing hard? I was like, how is he going to catch up to this baby? Because he was stumbling. His arms were like whipping around. He was not very Way to pick the worst part of the river to like jump in. Like, come on here. I noticed that too, Tiff. And I, my thought process was, I guess they're trying to go for realistic over Roger being really good at saving babies from rivers. Yeah. Like, I don't, 
<laughs> he was definitely struggling. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like, guys, don't worry. I have this secret skill set. I saved many yeah. a baby from a river. If they want to be realistic, that baby would have been dead so fast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that was so stressful. And being someone that used to go rafting down the Esopus like every summer like <laughs> it is like no joke like that baby would not have survived that so don't baskets have like holes I was surprised yeah, right it did float so well I was like that's a tight weave there <laughs> <laughs> it's a new Marsley weave no just <laughs> well so Roger saves the baby and he comes out and I don't know if you guys picked up on this right away that it was Henri Christian mm-hmm. I, mm, and yep. Forgive my horrendous French pronunciations throughout tonight's episode here. Roger comes out of the water and he is pissed. So pissed. He is so mad. And so hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, take action, finally. Hey, Deb, do you want to tell everyone who your favorite Ninja Turtle is? (laughs) It's Raphael. I love an (laughs) anti-hero. Yeah, so Roger is so mad and he starts yelling at these kids. And it turns out they put him in the water because they wanted to see if he was the demon seed, which how awful is this? So sad. And in a real power move, Roger then baptizes uh-huh. Henri. I loved that. I just loved thought it. that was so right. great. He's like, the power um, of Christ compels you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Roger turns around and like calls out Jermaine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know if I'm just really face blind, but did you guys even realize Jermaine was like his, Henri's brother was one of these kids? Cause I didn't recognize him at I, all. No, but... I didn't really like individually look at the kids enough. There was so much running around. I wasn't sure who was among the group, but when Roger yelled Jermaine, I was like, oh. hi, Roger. I'm over here. <laughs> I, I <laughs> nice feel like they, you. they never show the kids this long. Like, I feel yeah. like this episode, they really showed them. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, actually imprinting, imprinting, like, what the characters actually look like. And they're adorable. Like, all they of them. Cute. Even the bad kids. They're all, like, super cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to start seeing the children play more of a role on the show. I need to start paying attention to what these kids look like. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't recognize German yep, at yep. all. Then Marsley, understandably livid at the yeah. house. And everyone's having to talk her down. Because how absurd that these kids stole her baby. Because they thought he might be demonic. It's just absolutely insane. Yep. Yep. And and all I kept thinking was like, this is not, this is not going to help the Fergus situation here, guys. <laughs> I know, right? No. Not good. And I, I also feel bad for Jermaine because what is he, like four or five? And yeah. they do like come down on him pretty hard, which I understand. But also like, he doesn't know how to handle these boys, yeah. older boys. Yeah. 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 I felt really bad for him. And I thought they put like a lot of pressure on this poor yeah. kid. Yeah. If this was 1999 in my house, it would have been well, Jermaine, <laughs> if your friends jumped off a bridge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you too? Right. I kind of wish they showed the scene though, like the abduction mm-hmm. of the kid. I feel like that would have been better like a better visual instead of like having us learn it through their dialogue, you know? I agree. Yeah, that's a really good note. I think that would have been more effective even to open with that, like scurrying out of the house with the basket and then we see the river. Like I didn't realize that they were why he was there. So I don't know if they were trying to make that ambiguous until Roger comes stomping out of the water. 
angry. You're so right. Same. I thought they were like chasing after to save him mm-hmm. and like, right. I, same thing. Totally. Did they have to do it that way? No. Right. <laughs> like, right. We could have seen the whole. <laughs> they the probably whole couldn't afford like enough CGI to like get him into the river because they put it all in that like waterfall scene. <laughs> <laughs> Is the waterfall this season's bison? Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> Jamie being glared of Frazier's Ridge is like, gather your friends, punishment to be doled out before supper. And... I liked that he called them his associates. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that good. was a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's excellent. And what I thought was another really great Roger moment, Roger turns to Jermaine and is like, you know what, I'll go with you to help. Yeah. To yep. help collect the other hoodlums. Yeah, really loved that of him like t- stepping up and, and taking that role. Takes yeah, charge. he had a good balance there of like being tough. You did something wrong, Jermaine. You wait here so I can talk to you and bring you back to your parents. And then being understanding a little bit of his age and how hard it would be for a four year old boy to go round up his friends. Yeah. Right. Like he yeah. needed that adult right. presence. Right. So. Yeah, I loved it. I don't know. Roger's just continuing to shine for me. And do you, do you shine think, like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> do you think maybe I feel like this season is putting Roger and even Brie maybe more in a upfront like main cast light mm-hmm. maybe because of their mm-hmm. age because they're kind of the same age that Jamie and Claire started in Outlander mm-hmm. maybe more so Jamie I think Claire was a little bit older I think are they doing maybe like a hey these are kind of the main characters right now the generation that's like in right now whereas like Claire and Jamie are grandparents they're like the older generation so I don't know if I mean just a thought I just had you know maybe they're just presenting them up front a little bit more for us I don't know I think it's definitely a setup of like, there have been some conversations about when Jamie and Claire are gone and it is maybe a little bit of them learning Brie and Roger learning their place and as powers of authority on the Ridge. And we are, I agree. I think we're seeing a lot more of that this season. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Roger agrees to help Jermaine Fergus stomps out because he can't handle the whole situation and Claire decides to follow him and and talk to him about what's what's got him so emotional and we get this story from Fergus about how little people were used in brothels back in France and he's very worried about Henri's future and eventually Claire and Jamie will be gone Fergus will be gone what is Henri going to do to protect himself? He just really blames himself still for Henri being a little person. Mm-hmm. And regardless of Claire's like, trust me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> like he's really <laughs> yep, associating yep. Henri being a little person with yeah. Marceline having been hit by Lionel Brown and he just can't disassociate the two. So he's blaming himself. And there's just like this... I don't know, guilt spiral, I guess, happening for Fergus. I like feel for him in the depths of like his depression. He's really in a dark place and everything that's happened, he seems to attribute to himself. But then at the same time, I have a moment where I'm thinking, okay, so if you're blaming your son being a little person on your wife being hit while with child, then what were you doing like 
yeah. abusing your yeah. wife while yeah. she was with child. I, uh, I had yeah. the same thought, but I figured everyone's tired of me talking he's just about like, it. He's so typical of, oh, sorry, of like alcoholics. I mean, sorry, but like, it's just, you know, from someone who has had experience dealing with them, he's just like so typical of like the woes me. I don't want to say that he's a little bit of a victim, but like it is, you know, an illness. It is like a disease, you know, but yeah. like, it's just like that classic, what am I doing wrong? But I'm not doing anything, but I should have done. It's just this loop. It's like this feedback mm-hmm. loop that they get uh, get in and there's no way to get out of it. It feels very like external locus of control and he's not recognizing that he can make a difference. He has power in his life to change his circumstances. And he's just in this spiral of thinking about why all these things have happened right. to him and not realizing that he has control over some of these things. And if he would like grab a little bit of control, maybe he would help to work himself out of it. Yeah. And then I was also annoyed at the fact that like, okay, he's like revealing that he has like dwarf experience. So like he literally like is the most like disabled special needs of the entire cast. Okay can't handle his special needs child. And now he's revealing he has dwarf experience, a friend, actual Mm -hmm. life experience on handling someone in that situation. And he still can't handle it. He is like the most able person to handle his child. And he still can't step up to the plate. And it's just like, come on. It's like so frustrating to me. (sighs) Yeah, his the way he's connecting the dots is really annoying. Because I don't think, (laughs) I don't think he... He's connecting them rationally. So the rest of us watching are just kind of like, boo, this sucks. (laughs) I don't know. It's just not enjoyable TV for me. I don't want to live this miserable (laughs) experience that Fergus is having. And I guess it's, you know, part of the show and it's part of the story, but it's, it is, it's very challenging to watch. So we uh, take a break from Fergus for a little bit and we see Christy is waiting for Claire. He is there because he's ready to have his hand fixed woohoo day Um, has arrived yeah yeah and um claire informs christy what happened with Henri and christy and this was surprising for me was totally appalled by what happened yeah that's true and you find out really against superstitions Mm -hmm. and has been even trying to tell people you guys need to calm down with this nonsense it's not right this is Um, the guy I remember from the book so maybe I just am looking at him just I don't remember the whole picture but I remember him standing up for Claire's family and trying to talk some sense into his very very superstitious kind of followers right this is such a great side of this character where he can step out of the religion a little bit Mm -hmm. and and make some decisions for himself have some logical thought processes outside of what the bible is telling him yeah (laughs) and yeah, and I think we'll talk about it a little bit later, Tiff, about mm-hmm. him beating Malva yeah. and stuff, and we can get into why that that seems so at the forefront here mm-hmm. um, in the series. But he does tell Claire he wants the operation, but he said no ether for me, so he does not want to be put under. He is going to 
sit there and watch it all happen. <laughs> How disappointing. I was ready to see some Same. ether usage. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say this is one of the many times he also says he's an educated man? Yes. He, he says it all throughout. Like, this is important yep. to him. Yeah. And I want you guys to just take note of the amount of times in this episode, in the season, he's an idiot. Like, <laughs> he's I know, not an educated I man. Can't. And I found it particularly funny, literally moments later, where she's like, oh, you're a masochist. And he's like, what's that? Like, he didn't know what it was. <laughs> moments after he was saying he was an educated man. <laughs> to be, I wonder when that, when do you think that word came to be? Because Claire also taught Jamie what sadist meant. True. Remember, he okay. didn't know what sadist meant. So it mm. got me thinking, I need to look at like, the origins of the words but my favorite line of the whole entire episode is Jamie you always were an awkward bugger Tom (laughs) (laughs) uh Jamie had some good lines this episode (laughs) I was rolling he is he is an awkward it's a comedy now I'm telling you Outlander is a comedy now (laughs) after Claire's interaction with Christy we see Roger and Jermaine speaking to Aiden, um, telling him to collect your friends because you got to go see Jamie up at the big house. And what? Their house is already built? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Well, a lot of time has passed because, (laughs) you know, the, the, I don't know if it was last episode, but definitely the episode before it's like end of winter, spring. Mm-hmm. And now we realize at the end of the episode, it's December. Yeah. yeah. So there's been like a whole year well, of time. We've this missed. is this is the ongoing laugh right now because we're watching season four and it's when they built their house on Fraser's Ridge and they literally had scene one, footprint of the house and then scene <laughs> two, totally done. And there's a million tchotchkes in the house. There's like plates and there's jars and there's things that only a hoarder of like 20 years could like have in this home. And they suddenly have it all like in there, like stuffed to the brim. So Outlander definitely likes to do the like, suddenly it's like home design makeover show, like one scene later. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's kind of cool. Cause they have these like subtle touches that let you know time's passing without having to like give you a, like a caption with a year or, mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, the house is built. I'm a little sad. We didn't get any sort of <laughs> montage of like Roger putting this thing yeah. together. <laughs> Shirtless axe. We needed a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean- anyway. Anyway. So (laughs) while I'm like amazed that this house is, is built all of a sudden we have this scream coming from inside and Roger runs in to see just Amy in hysterics. And she has this cute moment where she's thanking God for answering her (laughs) prayer. That was so cute. Yeah. And she's like, thanks for sending the minister. And Roger has this moment of like, me? (laughs) Make up your mind. Not quite, but kind of. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to shy from the compliment, but... But meanwhile, he's like baptizing people and like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely, we're seeing that Roger's role in this community starting to kind of take uh, shape here. Basically, she was given this dish of milk and it's making weird noises. (laughs) She does it. She thinks it's like possessed. It was so weird. And the noise was really weird. I was like, what? I'm like, what? I don't know what that is. And (laughs) Roger lifts it and then like, 
freaks out and lets right. it go and is like shit <laughs> right. i was like is it the ptsd ghost like is it real <laughs> but then like guys i i don't know if i've just never seen a bullfrog but this is like the biggest frog <laughs> so i have big. ever seen not so into big. it not yeah, into same. it I was just like, is this a Muppet? Yeah. Like, what is happening? Right. Did, did she get new real milk? Ass frog. Like, yeah. did oh, they I know, right? her milk? That's what I wanted I to know. know. Like, I she like, know oh. that frog pooped in that milk. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. all the yeah. things. All the I... tiny beasties in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, tiny wee beasties. <laughs> Man. But yeah, so we get this moment where Amy's just like struggling to settle in mm-hmm. and she's just really trying to find her place. And Roger trying to be nice like promises to not let amy starve and like he's gonna make sure she's okay i'm just like i hope you mean like you're gonna feed her with the communion bread like every sunday or whatever i'm just like okay roger like build this woman a house and then promise that you're gonna take care of her and save her from milk frogs and like let's just (laughs) Let's just see what happens. I Next mean, thing, he's going to be like, have you ever heard of the concept of sister wives? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, right. He's just, it's a lot. There's a lot oh, of help that he's giving her that could easily be misconstrued yeah, before. Yeah. And I don't think he means it that way, but it's just like, dude, you might want to like slow your roll <laughs> a little bit. Like, all of this charity. I thought it was a weird meta moment where she's crying about never seeing Scotland again. And like, they're still filming in Scotland, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. So I don't know. It just struck me as interesting. And then there was another moment when they're talking about Scotland and Mm. they're Mm -hmm. still there. I didn't even think, I didn't even know that. Wild. Huh? Yeah. I guess there's yeah. a lot like America. <laughs> America's all like <laughs> It is pretty um, cool that they found mm-hmm. scenery that uh, that so well like they, translates into rural Carolinas. Can we, can we acknowledge the mischief of the kids though? Like they, yeah. they definitely said this was like the kids that put the frog in there. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, these kids are like yeah. I just kept thinking of um, hot fuzz and like the hoodies <laughs> that they're right. trying to get rid of. <laughs> oh my God. Aaron, how jazzed were you about the next scene? Because Brie yes. built a spinning wheel for Marsley. Yep. So finally. we've got matches and we've got a spinning wheel. Yep. So. Yep. And a room toy. Yes. Oh yes. The room toy. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think Brie made that or did Roger and his whittling face post? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Mm, team effort, maybe. <laughs> just, oh my just God. wondering. <laughs> I think you're right. It might've been Roger because if it was, it was Brie, it would have like an exhaust and like, right, you know, right. it'd be yeah, legit. It'd be better. I love Bree's confidence though in this one. Like she was getting props from Arsley, but she was just very like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. It, it made me think of like that meme that went around with the guy making the stakes where he like shoots the salt down yes. his arm, oh you know? <laughs> it's like, this is Bree with her engineering skills. She's just like, yeah, I got this one. Uh-huh, I know it's good. I just found the materials. Like, so, oh, finally, right? What a cool prop too. Just what yeah. a neat thing. And I thought it looked a little dangerous. Oh yeah. Like, she's spinning, 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 and it's kind of wobbling. And it was much bigger than I thought they were. Yeah. Spinning I wheels. No, I know totally. I know nothing about spinning. 
which is like surprisingly I do like a lot of crafty stuff and I don't know anything about spinning and I really would love them to just like I don't know explain it a little bit or like yeah. why it's you know making it faster mm-hmm. I was very intrigued mm-hmm. I wanted a little bit more so we'll probably get more hopefully yeah my entire spinning knowledge is based off of sleeping beauty so clearly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not much. Stay away from the needle. Yeah, just don't do that whole yeah. thing. <laughs> How to find true love. <laughs> we have this little exchange between Brie and Marsley, and Marsley's asking why they call the toy room. I thought Brie was pretty like good about just being like, oh, it's a noise he makes. Uh-huh. Yep, <laughs> he yep. with it. Um, but then she deflects with poor Marsley's very recent trauma. She's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> have they found all those boys yet who tried to kill your baby? <laughs> I was like, that's fucked up, Brie. Right. Nice segue. They start talking about Fergus and, mm-hmm. you know, Marsley is saying how Fergus has promised that he's going to do better and he's going to stop drinking. And Brie, like false promise and hope over here is just like, it'll get better. And it's like, <laughs> what? You don't know that. Like, right. you can't just say that. Right. That's so freaking me though. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you can do it. It's going to be okay. I know it. I, yep. Mark like, me, James. It's going to be okay. I love it. Uh, Brie, like you might want to like calm down with like all of these, these promises you're making. And then I was thinking about it and maybe she just, you know, having dealt with Roger who came out of his trauma mm-hmm. after being hanged, maybe yeah. she was feeling some empathy there, yeah. but true and hers yeah you know yeah these scenes are funny to me so I also just watched the episode where Marsley I was saying this to you guys in group chat not Marsley sorry Brie gets rescued by Leary and fans I don't know I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember this but like in season four she she breaks her or hurts her ankle and passes out after coming through the stones and Leary picks her up and like takes her in and like nourishes her back to health and she becomes really close with Marsley's sister and Marsley's sister is the one that actually rescues her after Leary locks her in the room, realizing she's Claire's daughter oh. and is like, you're a witch too. Like, we're going to hang you or whatever. The daughter rescues her, or Marsley's sister rescues her and actually dr- brings her to Lollybrock. And then Ian Sr. gives her money to like go get the boat and stuff. And I totally forgot about all of this. Now yeah, these scenes same. with... Um, Marsley and Brie are so funny to me because like watching that past episode and knowing how far she goes and the fact that she literally is like sisters now with Marsley and like seeing that oh, yeah and then there was this moment Leary where she no must idea. hate this like Leary <laughs> must be oh, living yeah. back yeah. in Scotland Seriously. hating all of this Claire has taken her daughter yo, yo. and she's totally just meshed into the family I feel like the universe is gonna like I, I like doing something weird with me I mean you guys know the books more but they keep talking about like her sister they talked about her in this episode they talked about Leary like earlier like I would love to see them in this or the sister mm-hmm. appear or something like really cute and wholesome mm-hmm. so I don't know I got my fingers crossed that would be nice 
Yeah. Keep those fingers crossed, Aaron. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Back in the surgery, Tom is mm. getting ready to have his hand operated on. And he just thinks, I'm going to read the Bible <laughs> during yeah. this whole ordeal. What the heck? Jamie oh and Claire look at each other over Tom's head and give one of those marriage looks that says everything without saying anything at all. And they're <laughs> yep. like, can you believe this fucking guy? Yep. <laughs> um, how about the fact that he doesn't pass out? Like he passed yeah, out in that um, other yeah. episode. Like mm-hmm. I was sure that that was going to happen. And then yeah. they wouldn't have needed the either, you know? Yeah. And, and we get that whole thing with Jamie where he's like, Claire operated on my hand and it was horrendous. And yeah. it doesn't have to be that way for you. Yeah. And I would highly advise. <laughs> Take the drugs. You, yeah. And. <laughs> Tom is just so stubborn and set in his ways. And it's like, no, no, right. no ether for me. And they get this like crazy clamp vice out. And I was just like, okay, here we go. And yeah, immediately start screaming. Yeah. And I thought Jamie was super cute in this scene. Cause Same. he's like, let's yep. not waste this whiskey, Tom, take a sip and uh, I'll start reading the Bible for you. And he's Can all I- like, the right hand of the Lord. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. He's like, this it is a good so good. Apt verse for uh, some hand surgery. Guys, this actor did such a good job turning oh bright red. <laughs> yes. He's excellent. So right. right. He makes like all the right sounds, you know, oh. with all his he like was great. pain grunts. And yeah. I, I felt, I felt this. Yeah. There's like no way. Like I could not do that. Like no, no way. Outlander loves some gore because I could not handle how much interior hand we were seeing here as well. I was like, oh, okay. But this (laughs) one, I was like, wait a minute. I want to see that closer. I don't know if I buy this one. I know. It looked a little phony kind of at one point. Like it was like a piece of latex just like flopped on there or something. Just glued Just glued in there. Like I don't want to know. (laughs) Sure. That is what a hand looks like. And like, I I don't know. I don't need to see it. I just want to laugh at like the alcohol usage for surgery. Uh You know, they made him drink it. So again, like I said, I've been watching all these past seasons and I just watched the one where they did the hernia operation on the guy because Claire had to distract Trium, Governor Trium, while Jamie goes and like warns the regulators. So Jamie like hits the guy with the hernia and Claire is like, he needs a surgeon. And she comes out of nowhere <laughs> and like puts him down and like starts cutting him open. And then the gu- uh, a guy comes out and gives him a whole thing of alcohol. And she's like, you need to take a, enough of this to pass out right now. And mm-hmm. and he does. And I'm like, okay, like, what is this like use of alcohol to like instantly help perform surgery? And then they did the same thing. They showed like the hernia spot. And like, I just, I'm laughing because these are that, those templated Claire doctor moments that are so funny to me. <laughs> just like, <laughs> gets up just- and in there. Yeah, she's like into it. I mean, she has to be, right? Otherwise, she wouldn't yep. make her a good doctor. Yeah. But I'm just always amazed by how much we see. I'm like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. 
So as they're finishing up the surgery, we pan out and we see Lizzie spying through the window. No, I mean, not Lizzie. Sorry. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) I was like, isn't she such a creeper? She was like staring into the window while the surgery is going on. Yeah. So do we think Malva at the window is like, is she like getting off on seeing her dad in pain? I think so. Yeah. So she all pretended to Ian like, I wanted to come ask Mistress Fraser something. No, you followed your dad here because you wanted to see this go down. I yeah. told I'm I subscribe to She's that not theory. Almost yeah. so bad. Yeah. So She's bad. Just, like, wants to I be mean- in there, like knife in his hand, like. I, I mean, can you blame her? I mean, she's like a little twisted after all of the unnecessary beatings she's yeah. never received, right? Yeah. True. Oh, maybe she doesn't want it to go good. Right? You know, I so thought she's that not going to get whipped, you know? Like, yeah. so weird. So, yeah. ugh, such a weird dynamic. So she's spying at the window. Ian interrupts her. And like, they have this little exchange where he calls her Claire's apprentice. And back in the surgery, Claire is wrapping things up and Christy's hand is fixed. And she tells him, hey, we're going to keep you here overnight just to make sure you're all good. Ian and Malva have this theological discussion on eternal damnation. Yeah. (laughs) So just just some light chatter. Just some light talk. Yeah. On their their way back to her house. First date chatter, you know. Yeah. She says that like you'd be surprised what I've done and it like <laughs> it was in a very flirty way <laughs> yeah I'm all for this I'm I think it's super cute they're cute yeah so they they have like a little bit more flirty back and forth but then we finally find out about Malva's mom yeah. who was hanged as a witch yep 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 so that's a big moment and uh Looking forward to hearing more about that story because I'm sure yeah, Tom same. Christie is like super jazzed that that's how his wife was killed, right? Yeah. So I mean, it starts to make sense why he is so intense, yeah, and like helicopter dad of his children because he yeah. does not want them to end up like their mother. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or and even like a, I wonder if he has. Well, he's an educated man, so I wonder if he has like a genetic. <laughs> <laughs> if he thinks there's like a genetic connection between witches too and mm-hmm. maybe she's more inclined to become one or who, who knows um but i'm totally here for whatever is going on between them totally crushing on ian in this scene too he was like super cute like yeah he was good in this like, scene oh, okay. i felt the same i was like this is the i like seeing a little mm-hmm. bit of ian be real ian yep, yep. yeah well he's like good swagger with, like- a chaste mm-hmm. flirt, you know, like this. Yep. Like, yeah. yep. yep. It's not him having to uh, sleep with two women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just like, I'm proud of him. Like, I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like I was like getting on him hard, like our first episode, but he really has come a long way on this show and like gone through a lot. And I was talking to my mom today who, who also, she didn't watch this episode she's actually watching it right now and um she was saying how much they're leaving out of ian you know from the books and like his time and you know his wife and whatever happens and um it just makes me like really see how much he has grown and evolved so i can i can appreciate him and then also crush on him so (laughs) absolutely yeah i'm pro more time with ian always (laughs) so (laughs) happy for the moments you know the tats grew on me i will say you know (laughs) (laughs) well it's finally 
a little bit before supper time and Jamie is meeting with the kids <laughs> and their punishment is they either have to touch Henri Christian or touch the hot poker. <laughs> I did not catch on what he was doing like at all. Like I, at first I did get it eventually, but I'm like, is he going to brand these kids? Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Straight up. Like, yeah. what is happening here? And uh, this Jamie? was the title card scene too. Cause I remember yep. when the title card came on, I was like, what is with that poker in the fireplace? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. What is going to happen? I was glad it was this and yeah. we were not really branding people. Same, <laughs> I was same. a little yeah. worried. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I thought this was really smart. Like this was this was effective for the time, yep, you know, yep. I mean, again, not something I would be expecting to happen today, but like, yeah. like I understood in the context, I guess. Yeah. And it forced the children touch mm-hmm. the baby. You will see nothing happens to yep. you. It's yep. just a baby. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I love Jamie's little tender comments each yeah. time too, yeah. you know? Yeah. He, he connects with the kids. I do like how he's like, Henri Christian belongs to the Lord and to me. Yeah. <laughs> so don't mess like, with it. Right. We're about on par if you haven't yeah. heard. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I felt like this was a real learning moment for Jermaine too, where it was twofold, where it's like, okay, you know, these kids are accepting Henri and Jermaine, like, see their kids, their thoughts are just opinions. And like, yeah. this is. Yep. Yep. something for you to be aware of and and uh think about like this is your brother and yeah. and people are gonna say things and you're here to protect him too so yeah, and he's there even in Henri like and all the other kids they're gonna be he's gonna be part of their group too you know in the next couple yeah. of years you know mm-hmm. um I wouldn't be surprised if they take him in like he becomes like theirs you know like I, don't, yep. I, I know that sounds kind of weird but more protective of him mm-hmm. and protecting him from this kind of thing you know mm-hmm. um also, like, what a cushy punishment with, like, the bread and honey at the end. I like, know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I loved that. Jamie's like, here's your hard lesson and your snack. <laughs> yeah, like, I wish I had that growing up. My God. Hey, yeah, I mean, that's the stuff that, like, endears him to people, right? Yep. It's like, I oh. mean, even the parents, too. It's like, wait, Jamie did what? Oh, but he fed you. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to do that now. I mean, I think maybe I could be getting this wrong, but I think honey was was like quite a snack for the time where it was like if you were getting honey, that was a big deal. Yeah, um, yep. I think so. Hard to come by. We have some resolution there. Um, in the next scene, Marcelie's coming home to <clears throat> like the worst possible yeah. scenario uh, right like she is just stepping into this horrible scene yep, of yep. Burgess drunk and her kids neglected yeah. crying in the other room for their dad they're like hungry yeah I just my heart hurt <sighs> for her I Me just too. like couldn't yeah I could not but deal with this it was another one of those moments where like like his excuse is like I'm not able to do anything while directly not doing anything like yeah. I'm so tired mm-hmm. of that being like I can't do anything and then 50 times in these episodes he can be doing something and he just doesn't do anything and then he goes and cries about it and it's yeah. like really yeah. getting old honestly. start small Fergus and yeah. feed your kids feed your well kids. I was a li- yeah I was a little mad because he couldn't get up to get his kids food but he could get up to get himself a drink 
Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I felt bad for the kids. They were not getting bread and honey yeah. in their house. No. Well, can I also laugh though? Like <laughs> me growing up, like my mom was like the, how do I say this? My mom was like more of the rough one. And my dad was like the sympathetic one. So like when we were kids, I was always starving like at midnight. And my mom would be like, go to bed. Like she would like <laughs> scream. Like, and it was always my dad that was like, okay, here come down I'm gonna I'll make you some like jam on toast and he'd like he'd take me down and like you know secretly give me toast but it was like kind of a funny scene even though I know he was like an alcoholic straight up neglecting his kids but I'm like Mm -hmm. maybe he's just the like purposely neglectful parent trying to keep the lesson like my mom he's like you didn't eat your mutton like I gave you mutton I told you you weren't getting anything after dinner (laughs) yeah if only that was what was happening yeah totally totally Marsley is such a good wife. She's like desperate mm-hmm. to support him and help him through this time, this like tough time. Fergus is just having a pity party for himself, really. Yep. 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 Marsley admits that she can protect herself. Like oh, he yeah. doesn't need to always be the one to be protecting the family. Yep. And she confesses to him that she was actually the one who killed Lionel Brown. And Fergus is shocked, but he's angry shocked. Like he's mad that she killed him. And I think even says something to the effect of like, I don't need a woman to protect me. He does say that. And I was like, ease up on that toxic masculinity, bro. Like I just, I can't. (laughs) This is where I just throw the remote and walk away because this scene is just like more than I can handle. Fergus, you suck. Yeah. Um, just because you can't whip your own ass with your left hand, like don't take it out on other people. Okay. Just (laughs) get out of your own way, Fergus. Like nothing is making him happy at this point. Were you guys surprised that he didn't know? Because I actually like was kind of surprised that he didn't know she killed him. Yeah, I was too. I thought she would tell him like immediately. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like open knowledge for everybody. Like honestly. Yeah, yeah, because we saw it. So like we're thinking everyone knew. Yeah, I I did too. I was like, oh, she's admitting this and it's a thing. (laughs) Now I'm like, does Claire know? Like Claire knows, right? Like now I'm like, who doesn't know? I don't know. I don't know. Jamie knows. Okay. She told Jamie, but yeah, outside of that, I'm I not feel like sure. Jamie would tell Claire. Jamie would totally true, tell true. Claire. Are you kidding? He's such a gossip. Yeah. And like <laughs> later, I will tell you again later where I was like, all right, don't get that hot goss. Yep, yep. <laughs> At the end of the scene, we have Marsley with the ultimatum, like mm-hmm. come back when you're acting like a man. Ugh. Says, I want a whole man or none at all yeah. and I was like good for you Marsley and is basically kicks him out because he's just being so atrocious yeah. good for her but like I feel like that was a little harsh because he like literally is missing his hand like, I know there, you know there is that but like I think that speaks to the fact that she doesn't see that as an impediment right. for him like she doesn't yeah, view him that, that way that. and she she doesn't know why he can't move past himself yeah. like at, none of the people who love him think less of him yeah. for only having the one hand some of the things that kind of frustrate me though about these Fergus scenes is they're having these arguments with him while he's drunk and like Mm. I just you know when you're trying to convince a drunk person that they are drunk and they're they think they're not drunk 
Like we've all been there. You have like, you're at a party and there's that one person who's like, oh no, I'm not drunk, but they're like slurring and dropping shit. Like, you know, like- Oh my God, I love this song. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm not drunk. Or like, they're trying to get in their car. Like what, I mean, no. Like the worst time to lay lessons on an alcoholic is when they are drunk. Like you are not gonna get, make any headway whatsoever. And again, this is why I get back to like, you know, it's a disease, it's an illness. Mm -hmm. Like it's harder for him to really control this than I think they realize. And there's a lot of, you know, like chemicals at play, you know, like there's a lot of depression. There's a lot of feelings, you know, it may not have been his choice to be in this position. He was working in the still making a product, which they talk about later. Mm -hmm. He has to test that product it's a slippery slope and Mm -hmm. you know you have to kind of like feel bad for him at the same time um and I just I hope it gets out of it because not a lot of people do you know especially when he's depressed because it does numb you know it numbs your feeling so you can definitely see how he could grow dependent but I think Marceline has watched a lot of intervention because she was like I'm not going to be an enabler I am going to be tough love Mm -hmm. on you and first she tries to be kind to him and she's like yeah you're so much better than this, my love. And that doesn't work. So then she gets firm with him and she's like, get out and sober, come back. I, and I just can't imagine she, she left the house with this promise from him of trying to do better. And she's returning to him drunk and her children crying for food in the next room. Like I would be losing my mind. (laughs) Like I killed Lionel and you better watch your back. (laughs) (laughs) That's really why he's pissed. He's like, oh shit. (laughs) She's going to come for me. You think my mother was bad? Uh Uh-uh. No, because so I just like the emotional torment that she is experiencing in this one instance, or maybe I'm just quick to anger that I would be experiencing. I, I can't imagine not saying something to him in that moment. And she does allude to in her past. I, and I don't know if it was her actual father or just Larry's yeah. like yeah, that's right. stepfather, I think. Is it the stepfather yeah. mm-hmm. was an alcoholic and she's like, I lived with this and I'm not doing it again. Yeah, so you need to figure up. it out. So yep. I, I think she does have a lot of sympathy yep. to an extent for the situation, but she just knows it's yep. not one she can personally live with. Also, where was she? Was she at like a weaving like group meeting or something? Yeah, I think like, she was spinning that wheel. Like, yeah, like <laughs> coming home late. Like, are the kids in bed? Like, what's yeah. going on? She's making that yarn. I don't know. <laughs> we leave Mersley and Fergus um, to see Claire getting ready for bed, and we get another ghost scene. PTSD monster. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she sees that's Lionel, right? Is that mm-hmm. Lionel Brown? <laughs> yeah. And he's he's saying she's of the devil, and he's quite frightening. In he is scenes. scary. Yeah, yeah. Claire. Claire, need, Claire needs to. She's got to have a bundle of sage somewhere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just light that shit. <laughs> yeah, every corner of the house. I'm, yeah, I'm just surprised there aren't like towels and things over every mirror in this house. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Right. <laughs> Like, I don't need to see myself. Yeah. Right. Like, right. 
forget oh this. God. I don't know if I'm feeling these ghost scenes. Like I could do without them, no. to be honest. Like it's stupid. No. <laughs> oh my God. I just think they needed a way. You know, Aaron's like, I've channeled through. Yeah. Do you remember when he used to do the static television? Yes. You're like, yes. EVP. Yeah, this is yeah. like, they don't even know. <laughs> I think they were just trying to find a way to visualize her PTSD and this was the best avenue for the show I guess true true um but yeah agreed it's always like oh boy here's a mirror so we know what's coming right right (laughs) Claire's fine (laughs) well Claire talk to Jamie girl yeah say something I think the one thing I could relate to the most was her like late night anxiety anxiety kitchen binging (laughs) yeah I will say like I think that's more plausible but yeah. <laughs> well, to get ahead. yeah so Claire won't talk to Jamie about it and says she's gonna go check on Tom and she's like about to dip into some ether when he's like oh hey Claire <laughs> he, like, yeah, right. to be awake I'm like so, where does Claire plan on sleeping I know she's like, in the bed that she uses I know agreed I was wondering she didn't think that one through she was just like needed like I'll pick. just camp out on the floor yeah yeah and I just again if if it wasn't already clear in the first few episodes, like I hate that they gave her this habit. It's just mm-hmm. like so beyond. So Christy is, while well, Claire is tending him, comments on her never wearing a cap mm-hmm. to cover her her hair. And he makes a comment that makes you think like, oh, I think he's kind of into the hair. And like, maybe he's, he's like, like a there's little- so much of it. Yeah, right, that's right. it. And he's like, clearly a little bit tempted. And that's like why he wants her to be wearing a cap. Because right. you're right. He's like, I don't want to see your beautiful yeah. 5,000 pounds of hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Claire gives him this little like physical therapy session and then goes to make him um, a snack and kind of collect her thoughts in the kitchen. Yep. Adzo is around mm-hmm. and she's talking to him a little bit. So I'm immediately concerned. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, the thing is, Katie, Adzo is her familiar, I think. So yeah, we right. don't need to worry, you know, when Adzo's near Claire. Yeah. They've got that bond. He's yeah. Empowering her. Everyone else. Everybody else. Right. Yeah. Right. I love him. And he's cute. Isn't he cute? He's, so he's cute. the cutest cat. He really is. <laughs> But when Claire comes back into the room, they talk about the Adzo not being her familiar. And again, this really rational moment from Christy of like, oh, I don't think you're a witch. This was another Tom, because I'm an educated man, I can tell a a witch from a woman. Mm. You're just a woman. (laughs) AKA my (laughs) ex-wife. She's a real witch, (laughs) literally. (laughs) And then he apologizes to Claire. Mm -hmm. And I was at first just so taken aback. Like, what? We're going to get an apology from Tom Christie? Yep. But of course, it's a little misplaced and not for what you think it's going to be. And really, he's apologizing for what he deems his own inadequacy because Jamie was able to go through hand surgery in a more courageous manner. Stop comparing yourself to the king of men. You're never going to win. Yeah. We all fall short, Tom. Tom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone. Then Christy brings up the flogging and asking about the, the scars on Jamie's back. 
admits to to knowing that when he was flogged at Ardsmere, he it wasn't because he was in the wrong and it was mm-hmm. actually because of Jamie's loyalty to his men as Claire explains it that he did this and it seems like Christy has a hard time understanding that yep. to an extent like being that loyal yeah. to a group of people yep. so this is like something for him to contemplate with his very educated mind <laughs> a nice bonding scene between claire and christy i guess i mean a, what did you guys think a nice it was a nice bonding scene but it was bugging me when she was like well you don't know why he was flogged like the previous floggings mm-hmm. and i'm like Will she just come out and say that there was like a crazed bisexual captain after Jamie and like she got like really freaking nuts and like, like, like come on here. Like, she just hands him books one and two. Yeah. Read this, it'll make sense. Like forget Tom Jones, Christy. Like it just it just drives me nuts. Being someone that like does not shut the hell up and talks so much and like never leaves detail out i'm like these characters could all have no issues if they just communicated better and like gave all the information it's just like it's a tv thing that drives me crazy because i'm like yeah it all be solved this is a diana thing too where she uses a lot of false conflict through lack of mm-hmm. communication yeah, to create yep. drama and it it can be very frustrating yep. very very frustrating where you're like, if you just talk to this person, you yeah. can resolve all of this. <laughs> I just want to add one more thing. I felt like the scene, though, in the kitchen, like, before she talks to him, I kind of mm-hmm. made fun of it earlier, like, anxious in the kitchen, like, binging. I feel like they visually portrayed the vibe so well. Like, yeah. I think that, like, we've all had that feeling where we're, like, alone late mm-hmm. night and we're a little anxious, like, we're not sleeping good, so we just leave bed completely, and, like, she can't have her, you know, her ether, but you're just kind of, like, <gasps> like, just yeah. the way they filmed it, and her, like, look on her face, and the, like, I don't know, I just totally resonated with it as a person, and I've, I just felt it, and I, it She's actually so gave good. me comfort even a little, I don't know. It, it was comforting, and it was, like, just so real, when yeah. Adzo jumps down, and she's, like, hello, cats, and you yeah. know, just yeah. talking yeah. to yeah. him and being busy in the kitchen. Yeah. I agree. The way it was filmed, like the sound, there's yeah. not really any other sound besides yeah, her little talkings to the cat. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was. It was an oddly comforting scene, I guess, because of its familiarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even her like expression, like the autopilot mm-hmm. movement, kind of around yeah. like you're alone, so you don't really have an expression on. And it was cool. It was a real, like a very real scene. Like I really. I enjoyed it. It was cool. Katrina Belf is just like the best. She's so good. And I believe she just got nominated for an Oscar for Belfast too, which I really have to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing that down now. After Claire and Christy bond, we go back to the bedroom to see Jamie in a very sexy, (laughs) but not very comfortable sleeping position. (laughs) What the heck is this scene? Like... Like he's been working on his abs, clearly. Yeah, I'm glad he was very flexed for our viewing. (laughs) Who sleeps this way? Like the whole time, like the entire time, like in a flex. Like, yeah, this felt like the male version of like the fainting couch situation to me, (laughs) where he's just like he's like laying there talking to her, like as if he's really asleep, and not just like and he like I am. Want to get some? Yes. (laughs) 
scooched mm-hmm. up so that he could get an additional ab fold in there yeah. too, which I appreciate. <laughs> yep. He's like, yep. these like four abs are not enough. Let's just <laughs> scooch up to get those extra two. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. What a it's, scene. Like how long do you think he was just waiting there in that pose for Claire <laughs> right. to come back to like... <laughs> Like, I wish like, like, what's she still doing with Tom? Why is she still talking to him? I wish I saw, like, a zoomed out, like, shot of, like, the production team and, like, like, the makeup crew coming in and, like, spritzing down his abs or something, like. Applying more baby oil. (laughs) No, I I see him laying up there and being like, why is she still talking to Tom? Doesn't she know she has all this upstairs waiting for her? Right, the best antidepressant, like. God. Yeah. So we get this conversation between Claire and and Jamie about Ardsmere. And Claire's talking about how she feels like Christy gets uncomfortable when she mm-hmm. goes to touch him. And mm. Jamie kind of explains how, you know, this is just this was life in Ardsmere and just affected everybody. You went yeah. days, weeks, months without being touched in a kind way. And then they have this weird thing about like, well, did you ever touch anyone? Yeah. <laughs> and this was yeah. so this was I did not like what? how this was handled. Yeah. This was so made me think so yuck because again with the toxic masculinity if all these dudes would just like hug each other once in a while like (laughs) you know I call bullshit though I'm sorry like agreed mm -hmm, like agreed I was like what is the problem if they want to I don't know I have no problem like enjoy each other yeah he said no so quickly he was like no uh she's like were you ever were you even touched (laughs) no uh I feel like deny 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 yeah like I feel like he was in Artsmere and someone touched him and the second it happened he was like this is how I'm gonna react to Claire the day this comes up like he literally like had it planned in his head the moment it went down like it was just so like ah. I hated his reasoning too he's like yeah. oh because yeah. they loved me they didn't touch me like yeah. what the yeah. fuck is that and, then, and yeah. then gives like the perfect significant other response and was like but the ghost of you got me right. through it yeah yeah, thinking yeah. Of you. your your magic fairy ghost is what sustained me yeah, for which, decades right. <laughs> like oh my god it's like Help oh, ease yeah. the tension in jail. Like a oh, bullshit. Yeah, total oh, bullshit. Just, like, it was on. so odd. Like it didn't need to go there. It was no. just weird. Yeah. And um, then Claire realizes the math's a little funny on Malva's yes. birth. So she's yeah, like, wait, true. her she was born in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wasn't Tom yep. still yep. in prison? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she's needed all I, her fingers and toes to make that one add up. I feel like that was so like this century. <laughs> like I feel like the way they're like sleuthing it, you know, like yeah, you know when you're like trying to find someone on social media and you're like you're looking and trying to get all the information. <laughs> I feel like that was their version of it. Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. okay, like carry the three. Like oh, there's no way. Like yeah, very yeah. much. This is like 1960s Detective Claire. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene we have. Ian and Malva together mm-hmm. again, and they're cutting down these like cattails. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they were doing yeah. with them. Like, what but... are they, like, is that like tampons of the day? That's all. I, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, giant, what are these giant for? tampons? Like, <laughs> like, My whole body just clenched. <laughs> 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 
We're gonna have a Google later. We're gonna find out. Let's see. Yeah, well, I, I was just <laughs> thinking like we Googled everything else, but we I know Google this. <laughs> like, I meant to. I mean, I was like, is this just for the beautiful backdrop? Or like what are they doing <laughs> yeah. with the baby? They're like legit like cutting them out and stuff. They're having this deep conversation and Ian admits he's not sure what his beliefs are around around God, but he knows he believes in something, I think is kind of like mm-hmm. what he yeah. Yep, what yep. he says mall was laying on those soft smoking compliments pretty thick here guys she and is i do really love this moment with the tattoo though it's like mm-hmm. the cutest yeah. little scene she kind of touches his face and yep, says yep. like what is what does your tattoo mean and he says that he's done much um to be proud of and much that he regrets and I just like love that meeting Mm -hmm. so much she gives this great response of so you've lived then yeah and it's just like all of the acknowledgement and forgiveness not judging him for for his life choices in that one statement it's so good she says you know you know making mistakes and doing the wrong things for the right reasons you know Mm -hmm. yeah it was just a really you know cute innocent little thing um but I love how Ian totally throws down like sugar daddy vibes and is like (laughs) yeah like I got some land (laughs) I know and you know I don't know what I'm gonna do with it but like something will happen you know like yeah there's like a little peacocking from Ian as well (laughs) just like a cute little back and forth yeah and then it ends with her stepping even closer to him again and then the scene ends and you're like oh they're gonna smooch (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I I keep thinking this like actor though has some like Disney Channel clause where like we're not allowed (laughs) to see him kiss or something like I don't understand like why are we not seeing him get any right this was beautiful this was like very like almost filmed in a 2005 Pride and Prejudice film way for me where it was like the landscape was so romantic and then we have this like really poetic dialogue and it's just like such a moment we get a checkup with Dr. Claire Mm -hmm. um she admits to Christy that she's not sleeping well and Christy sees that Claire has this book open and that he you know didn't really see the value in novels and he threw all of his wife's wife's books away what a dick yeah yeah (laughs) like why are you gonna throw her books away man (laughs) Yeah, it must have been a real fun time being married She's to Christy. She's got like one yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. if they were books that were like potion books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she's right? trying to get in with some fiction. She's probably trying to escape you, bro. Right? Yeah, like, maybe it was just like a Marie Kondo book. She was just cleaning up the heart. Like. She's trying to figure out what sparks her joy. Yeah, like legit. <laughs> <laughs> but um and then then christy admits that it was jamie who changed his mind on no- novels at arts mirror when he saw the power that like a story could have on helping these men cope with their situation and you know prayer is always a better method of distraction okay. but he saw the value so i'm just like jamie is like 
storytelling and reading stories to these prisoners in jail and he's not getting any from some of them like <laughs> like are you kidding me like he's telling them bedtime stories here and they're just like nothing's going on there's like, no cuddles there's no the cuddles like okay like well i love how we're not talking about the fact that like even the warden john gray was trying to get some from I know. Yeah. Yeah. so it's true funny. so true <laughs> everyone wanted him seriously <laughs> Claire tells Christy, hey, you should borrow this book. Like, mm-hmm. give it a give it a whirl. And it turns out to be um, Tom Jones, well, the autobiography of the singer. Just kidding. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I definitely thought that too. I was like, like wait, what? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. How is he so educated and has like never read a book? <laughs> that is like- Well, it's, he's just like so Bible focused. Yes. Uh, true, yeah. And then- as know. he's leaving he mentions to claire he just like drops into the conversation yeah. like, oh by the way um yep, richard yep. brown came to t- like visit me and told mm-hmm. me he'd protect my yep. people and claire's just like straight up deads it and is like um i hope you said no yeah <laughs> again just tell him why yeah just tell like, him why come on yeah so and then there's a knock on the door so we don't get an answer from him but we just he does him, nod he like does. first he shakes his head yep. and then he looks at her and he nods yeah yeah i think i like his reaction at first is like what the fuck you know like yeah. us, like why right. why that reaction and then he's like all right well i trust claire so <laughs> sure yep. Yep. we'll say no yeah, I couldn't tell what how to interpret his nod because it felt like he was kind of shaking off her reaction with the no, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, that was weird. And then he does give like a little bob and I'm like, uh, is he saying that he's going to do what she wants or is he saying that he already said like, hell yeah, protect me. Right. Like, yeah. you know? So I don't know, kind <laughs> of a loose end there a little True. bit. Can we just throw in oh, the back go ahead. too that like, she's got her like practice scheduling down so well oh my gosh I know (laughs) like another patient like ready to go like yeah Yeah. the receptionist is like it'll be 15 minutes until Dr. Claire can see you (laughs) I'll let the doctor know you're here (laughs) she's recommending books now to uh, Mr. Christine in her waiting room like she's got her waiting room of books like please peruse the magazines I'm waiting for Jamie to install the fish tank (laughs) (laughs) yeah right Maybe get one of those bead roller coasters for the kids. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, yes. That was, okay, Brie. <laughs> that, yeah. get, make that, not the Zoom or room or whatever. Oh my God. So next we have uh, Malva picking mushrooms in the woods for her dad because he just loves mushrooms so much. She's such a good daughter. And yeah. uh, Jamie comes upon her, starts teasing her about like, oh, what's your dad going to do when you go get married and like comments on seeing how all of these guys are like falling all over themselves yeah. for her in kind of a creepy uncle moment for Jamie <laughs> by the way yeah, true that. it felt a little creepy to me but then this is also the moment where I was like oh Jamie's seeing an opportunity to get that juicy scoop for Claire that yeah. she wanted so he's like I'm gonna compliment her a little yep, bit yep. get her feeling comfortable and then I'm gonna be like so you and your brother got the same mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, 
were you born were you born in scotland or here yeah he just like yeah yeah his delivery on that later is just like oh okay jamie like but yeah so she gets very flustered and he's like oh don't say anything to my dad like about like the cutest i guess because he's gonna take it out on me (laughs) and um jamie apologizes and is like oh let me walk you over to some other mushrooms for you to collect (laughs) for your dear father um and then we have that moment like you said tiff where he's just like really heavy-handed like um Mm -hmm. so who's your dad and your mom Because Claire and I were talking and we just can't figure out the math. I was yep. laying in bed with yeah. Claire. You should have seen my abs. <laughs> and we just couldn't figure out how old you are and where you were born. It turns out she was, in fact, born in Scotland. So something uh, doesn't add up here. So we'll uh, have to wait and see what else yeah. we can find out from Super right. Jamie. <laughs> and then wasn't this also when they were talking about Scotland too? Yes. A little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know what they were saying? Like he was saying it's like Scotland, except it has no, I think he said Pete. no peat and no heather. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that right? But I'm like, yeah. does he mean peat moss? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what is heather? It's a flower. Oh, Okay. I was like, is this like a woman they see a lot in Scotland? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> only people Every named Scottish Heather. town has yeah. at least five Heathers. Like five Heathers. <laughs> like, what is, I love uh... it. So lots of uh, n- nostalgia for Scotland in this episode. Yeah. And then we see Christy reading Tom Jones and he is just scandalized by all the touching. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, come on. This was such a poor choice for Tom. I mean, like, Claire's reader's advisory skills are way off because... Was this planned, though? Do you think this was planned by her? Well, I wonder, like, because I feel like she likes to rile him up a little bit. And uh, they also were talking about the touching and whatnot. But this is a book I had like I had to actually read about this book a little bit more deeply today because I was just so curious. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, actually considered to be a masterpiece of literature. <laughs> and, <Wow. laughs> and more so looking at like its conventions of form and stuff. So although like Tom Christie thinks it's trash, like everything is really well thought out. Like there are 18 chapters in it, which is meant to kind of mirror like the great epics, uh, Odyssey and things like that. So this is Tom Jones's epic. It's a comedy as well. So there are things in it where Tom Jones sleeps with a woman who someone tells him later is his mother, but it's not his mother, guys. Don't worry. Um, But it's like, Claire, you know that this kind of content is in this book and you give this to Tom. He's going to freak out. Why did you not give him like Robinson Crusoe or something yeah, with a lot of religious yeah, overtones with him because we all know she doesn't read to get to sleep she uses ether to get to sleep like come True. on you know this is just such an extreme for me where it's like this book was pretty scandalous for mm-hmm. the time yeah. right because the main character is all about indulging in his passions and yeah. I think that's like a major theme tiff in it if yeah I'm, understanding that where it's like separating the difference between 
being a good person from your morals like you can Mm -hmm. still be a good person but not maybe be a pious person and like that's a big concept through the book and I think that's a message that Christy can take away from it but like I don't feel like Claire's that deep <laughs> like, yeah, I don't feel yeah like... she was just like here's 50 shades of Greg like how far <laughs> yeah like this man is never gonna get through this book he's just no. gonna like he's gonna shut down yeah 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 and she should have worked him up to it she I... should have started with yeah. Robinson Crusoe like get yeah, you know you're right you're right get him up there be like they, it's just fiction they filmed that so good though like they the way did. they were like zooming in on the words and then like yeah. his face it was just like it was well, like I, cute it was good I just yeah this was like too much and I'm just mad at her a little bit because like they were having this like kind of a nice moment yeah mm-hmm. yep yep and then she just lays this like heavy piece of literature on yeah. and, and is like oh yeah like you're you're ready for this Tom <laughs> like no no he's not <laughs> I feel like he's like her project a little bit like yeah. I think later on in the later scene with the book and her like we see like her reaction and I uh-huh. I feel like she has a little bit of a plan maybe like she don't give no fucks and she's and- just like you know I don't know if she did destroy what they had because we see something later that I feel shows that he still has a respect for her. And although he tries to chastise her a little bit with the little note in the book, he still thinks highly of her. And that's right. We'll mention it when it comes up. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. (laughs) I, it was a bad choice. It was a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. The next scene is them gathering at the big house because I think it's tax collection time. Yeah. Is that right? Quarter day? It's like quarter quarter day, I think. Okay. That's what I heard. Oh, I'm wrong. No, good for you because I like missed the naming of it. It's quarter day. Like at the beginning, Lizzie was like, oh, here for quarter day, I think. (laughs) I could be wrong. Like maybe everyone has a quarter. I don't know. Or (laughs) no, that makes that's that makes sense. I'm glad you heard that. It starts with some light flirting between Lizzie and the twins, and she's just like living for their attention and putting them to work. She is. She's like, go let me watch you carry heavy things. Yeah. That scene was so obviously filmed with one actor playing two twins, two people. It was just like one talking on the bottom of the stairs, one on the porch. It was just like- No, aren't they- I don't know. Is it one it's guy? One guy. It yeah. is one guy. I, had to okay, I couldn't it. remember. Because I, I forgot. <laughs> like I was thinking it was two actors, and then I watched that scene. I'm like, this is one actor. This is. Because so <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, actually, twins yeah. as well. Because I feel like, like what do you show, think, Kezi? Like... <laughs> like looks in a whole different direction. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Looks back at the other one. It's just like, like I don't know, like uh, see, no Lindsay Lohan skill here level. This is uh... seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like an equal opportunity flirt here, and it's just yep. like yep. given one hundred percent to both. This guy is coming up to pay his mm-hmm. his taxes, and he gets a little flirty with Marsley Evan yeah. Evan Lindsay. Yeah. Oh, Evan Lindsay, yep. and uh, he's. He's like asking if she has any sisters he can uh, <laughs> maybe uh, get with. Yup, yup. And um, Marcely is flirting back. She she is. Yeah. She like engages in this yep. 
100%. And of course, like Fergus is like in the he shadows, just right, like right, yeah. creeping. Um, Brie and- like, <laughs> decides she needs to play matchmaker and thinks Brie. maybe Evan and uh, Lizzie would make a cute couple. And yeah. Roger. <laughs> first okay yeah say roger first yeah roger who apparently is the more perceptive of the two is yeah. like um good luck getting them like him past the beardsleys yep. because yep. they are like all over lizzie yeah. so brie is no okay cupid because she's like let me take evan Lindsay, who's flirting with marcely <laughs> and match him up with yeah. lizzie who's flirting with both right. of the beardsley twins yeah like no they're yeah. yep. no this this was disappointing to me because I also just watched Lizzie's first scene on the show mm-hmm. when the father's like, you need to take my daughter, blah, 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 all this stuff. She takes her on as the handmaid or whatever. They travel together. And then the whole bonnet rape scene and Lizzie's literally mm-hmm. like right there, like I'm here for you. And like mm-hmm. Brianna's just like, leave me alone. I can deal with my shit. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was disappointing to me to see like how disconnected Brianna was from Lizzie and like right. kind of caring about her, like even just knowing her personal life to it. This is a character who is like, has been at her side from the moment they met. And True. I feel like looks up to her so much and she doesn't even know like what's going on in her like, you know, immediate love life. It was like a little disappointing. That's you know? such a good point. Cause I totally forgot that she was even yeah. Bree's companion during uh, those scenes. Totally. Yeah. She yeah. was, you know, she's been, I, you know, I was watching with Kevin. I was like, I'm such a spoiler. I was like, she's like a main character for later, just so you know. Like, I was just like... <laughs> After Roger turns out to be the better matchmaker than Bree, we have Fergus drunkenly picking a fight with some Protestant mm-hmm. people that are at this uh, gathering. And the woman says some very ugly things about Henri Christian. And uh, Fergus dumps his whiskey on her and then proceeds to get into a fist fight with the husband. Yep. And the woman looks to Christy to um, like step in and mm-hmm. call out Fergus. And he ends up yep. in another surprisingly rational moment from Christy this episode, yeah. squashing the whole thing and is like, the Frasers have like welcomed us onto their land and you can cut the shit about yep. this yep. little baby being demonic yep. and we're all uh, gonna live here and figure this out this is the moment i was thinking where tom and claire's relationship is not like super damaged by this book because mm-hmm. yes he defends her and her family over his own people including his son because his son steps in there and is like fergus yeah. threw his whiskey in her face yeah and he's like nope squash it squash yep. the beef yep. I'm back in the Frasers also I feel really proud of myself because I recognized my first three-peat in an episode ever even though I know they're in here often hmm. we have water on the face of Henri when he's baptized so like you know liquid on the oh, face yep. then we have Marsley dumping alcohol on Fergus's head mm. and then we have Fergus splashing the whiskey in mm. this lady's face yep 
Yep. Nicely done. I feel Tan. so proud nice. of myself. <laughs> I always am looking and I never can find that. <laughs> no, it's a good one. I was not paying attention um, and uh, did not pick it up. It literally on that. just hit me. Yeah. My, favorite, <laughs> my favorite moment of this scene was Claire being like, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally like everyone's like on one level and she's just on a whole different like oh, dare you like it was just so intense um and then I didn't realize what was happening like I didn't hear what the woman said mm-hmm. to Fergus and so I was like literally just watch I was just watching the reactions of the characters because I didn't know who was in the wrong Fergus or her because I didn't understand what she said like I didn't get it I don't know if you guys could understand what she said but I could not hear what the you know whatever she said to him was that got everybody so mad and then um everything happened and then Lizzie was like well she said this and I'm like okay okay she's in the wrong (laughs) like (laughs) like I finally got Lizzie said so Yeah, so it was just an interesting scene where there's clearly still some tension between these people and Mm -hmm. um, Christy was surprisingly obliging to everyone getting along. So that was good. And then the next scene, we see Roger um, giving his sermon to the people, Mm -hmm. even though he's the not quite minister. Um, And he he does, in fact, kind of share the story of Moses with uh, the- the congregation this was cute. i loved yeah. when he was he says i'm gonna tell i feel compelled to tell you all a story about a boy floating down a river in a basket and all the little boys are yep. like oh shit is he gonna call out legs. a church yeah 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 it was oh so God. funny that was cute that was it really was it was really good and yep. then but then we get this weird Mm-hmm. overlay of like roger's sermon against a montage of things yeah, happening yep. around the ridge yep. and it was just kind of like uh yeah it was weird <laughs> i at a certain point i don't even know what roger was saying i wasn't listening to him yeah. i was watching yeah. what was going on yeah. So. well yeah because you have Tom beating mm-hmm. his daughter for no reason. His, yeah, yeah. Be, just because his hands healed yeah. and Alan like openly crying outside of her right? house. Like, what I'm that? sorry, I don't mean to be laughing, but like he's it's like bizarre. so emotional about yep. what's happening yep. to his sister and he's helpless and just like this weird, horrible yeah. scene overlaid by like what should have been a nice moment for Roger's mm-hmm. character here of him yep. like giving this sermon and I, I it's like very reminiscent to me of last episode where you have Ian telling Marcely about how oh yeah I was married and I had a kid and Jamie's overhearing <laughs> right. it yep. and you're so focused on Jamie right, you're kind right. of missing like the big moment yep. and yep. this had that same like there's a scene stealing happening right. here and well, you're missing stuff. The book scene was the best though. Like it where was. she gets oh, the yeah. note and it pretty much says like, this is filth, thought yep. better of you. Yeah. And then Claire just like laughs. She does. And then like kind of looks, almost like breaks the third wall a little bit and just uh-huh. or fourth wall and just like looks off almost next to the camera. Like, <laughs> like okay. And that's, <laughs> yeah. And that's where I'm like, is this all part of her plan? Just to kind of like break Chest him down. Chest him and yeah. push him. 
I guess she's kind of like a shit stirrer, huh? Yeah. Like she's just yeah. like she's poking the bear, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even like earlier when she's like, oh, like I bet you think Adzo is my familiar. And like, like whenever he brings up the witch stuff, she's never like directly opposing it. She's just no. like uh-huh she's just really flirting on the edge of like disaster here um which is kind of crazy considering season one and all the mm-hmm. shit that happened to her now she's just so nonchalant like oh whatever like and just laughing at his like remark in the book which i think was a little harsh like i think that was a little bit harsh to be honest it was but... a little bit like parents i'm disappointed in you yeah. you know kind of yeah. he came down hard on her and yep. it's not built it is a really well thought out work of yeah. literary fiction. They like censored the Fuchs, kind of. <laughs> yeah, the Fuchs. <laughs> the Fuchs. <laughs> I just cannot reconcile Tom beating his daughter for no reason with the Tom uh-huh. that's like, why would Jamie take a whipping for no reason kind of thing? I guess his oh my reason God, is right. to protect his people or whatever, but... It just doesn't compute in my brain. Like, yeah, having such a value on whipping and then. Yeah. And honestly, on my second watch, I was kind of looking at his face, Tom's face, because we see Alan is crying. And then we pan back to Tom's Mm. face and he looks like he's not, he doesn't look like he's enjoying it. So I know like last episode, it seemed like maybe he was being a little twisted but it almost looked like a chore to him. I wonder if he does think that there's good reason there or what is going on in his brain. Cause he, yeah. he looked pained to me doing it. Maybe but... we're watching him literally evolve in front of our eyes. Maybe. You yeah. Know, like he says that he didn't like reading and then it wasn't until he mm-hmm. saw Jamie reading. And then maybe this is just another character evolution moment where we're witnessing it. Like, the mm-hmm. book and the, the interactions with Claire and the stuff he's like immediately learning on the ridge, his hands fixed, which he feels is like biblical. Yeah, good up, op- good observation. Yeah, I think sure. that's a good point, Aaron. I took a lot of this as he was mad that he got taken in by Claire. Then she gave him this filthy book, and now he's taking it out on the one woman he has control over, his daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. I really felt that whole him beating his daughter thing is supposed to be kind of in juxtaposition of what happened with Fergus and Marsley mm-hmm. to make you say like, oh no, Tom's the bad guy. Yeah. Like Fergus just like had a bad day right? so that you're more forgiving <laughs> of Fergus and what happened mm-hmm. there. I don't know. I'm... <sighs> That, that's how it's kind of feeling to me. But again, it's so hard to come to terms with this act of Tom's character when we've seen these moments of him being rational yeah. in his approach to things where yep. he's like yep. quick to be like, I'm not superstitious or these people are mm-hmm. doing us a favor. Like we need to be thankful and gracious and Claire's not a witch. And then he's like, but I'm really mad. So I'm going to go beat my daughter. Because that makes me feel better. I just like, I'm struggling with that being the same person. And maybe it's because I'm lucky enough to have not encountered Mm -hmm. someone like this. I don't know. I'm having a hard time understanding that these are all facets of the same person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what's the end game? He's just such a static character. And like, where is this going? (laughs) You know, like, yeah. 
it's un- makes you feel uneasy, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I have met people like this and it, you know, they're just, they're contradicting their stances. It like drives me insane, like mm-hmm. so hard on a belief. And then the next minute doing the exact opposite, it like drives you freaking crazy, you know? So, you know, going back to what you said in one of the earlier episodes, Aaron, where you're like, Christy can be a bad guy and that he's kind of a wild card and you don't know how it's going to play out for him I think we're definitely seeing those aspects of his personality here and I thought this would have been a really great place to end the episode right? (laughs) because we're bookending the episode with these Moses moments and I was like what a nice little way to close on things Mm -hmm. but no 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 (laughs) We need another scene with Fergus. With Fergus and Jamie in a kilt. Jamie in a kilt. Jamie in a kilt. Yeah. Very excited to see Jamie in a kilt. So (laughs) I was highlight. Yep. Highlight of the episode. Also, I thought it was cool. Tom was hearkening back to when he got beaten over claiming someone else's tartan and he's like all Scotlanded up later in the episode. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, tie lots it together. Of, lots of nods to Scotland. I mean, mm-hmm. if Fraser, mm-hmm. I mean, if Fergus had to try and kill himself, I'm glad we at least got to see Jamie mm-hmm. in a kilt, yeah. kneeling like. in a kilt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Um, I, I call me like wrong, but for a split second, I kind of wanted like Fergus to go through with it. <laughs> He's, know, been that's terrible. He's been tough. He's been Fergus has been tough this season. <laughs> just like i'm over this just do it (laughs) i this is yeah this is really hard and it wasn't enjoyable in the books and i'm not enjoying it on screen so fergus is is attempting suicide and jamie happens upon him and rushes to his side we're finally getting jamie addressing fergus's issues i mean it's been happening all around him and he hasn't been yeah. doing anything Finally. yet which is he gave weird. him his namesake like at the wedding mm-hmm. remember yeah and yeah. like you know it's clearly it, this is like his father figure okay yeah like, mm-hmm. this up in here like day one and you know jamie calls him his son in french too yeah. which, like yep. finally we are recognizing this relationship and he's stepping up to give him that like fatherly attention and love that Fergus has been calling out for. And I just, this was just really sad to me just because Fergus is so deep in his depression and a lot of people who like have suicidal ideation, they don't think that they are going to hurt the people that they love. They genuinely feel that the people they love will be better without them. Yeah. And it's just really, really sad that he was in this place. Like he really thinks my whole family is going to be better if I'm gone and Marsley can marry somebody else who can like handle stuff and has two hands and you know, yeah. whatever else yeah. deficits he's feeling. Yep. Um, and I'm so glad that Jamie was there to see him and stop him. And I hope that this is like his rock bottom yeah. moment that helps propel him forward and and to healing and jamie brought up a lot of like reminders of like his importance and the things he did Mm -hmm. and things he did while you know he was an arts mirror keeping the family Mm -hmm. together and then even me looking back on or watching these past seasons i watched the episode today where again like i said the regulators um needed Mm -hmm. to be warned 
and they orchestrated that whole thing with the surgery and Jamie had, and I could not remember how Jamie got the message to them. And I'm like, oh my God, there's no way he's going to make it there in time. And then the regulators are about to jump on and steal the whatever's in the, the thing that they're traveling. And then before um, Murtaugh is about to do it, he gets a tap on his shoulder and it's Fergus. Mm-hmm. They, he sent Fergus to like, go do that. And like Murtaugh's like, oh my God, Fergus, is that you? Yeah. And it was just such a like Fergus in his like element of like, you know, supporting Jamie and being there and, and showing up. And for me, it's so funny. Again, I feel like the universe was with me for this episode because it was like this reminder of like how strong this character has been um, in actually being the glue for this family. I'm glad Jamie stepped in and talked to him. He got a little talk from both his like surrogate parents this episode. He had a little Claire talk and now a Jamie talk. Mm -hmm. Um, The quote in there was like kind of weird though. I don't know if you noticed. Jamie was like, you're the only one that can show your son what a useless man can do. (laughs) I just felt like it was kind of a weird, like, Yeah, it was odd. I mean, he meant it like, I don't want to say sarcastically, but like Jamie doesn't think Fergus is useless, but he's like, I know you think you're useless. So let (laughs) me tell you. Yeah, it was. But it came off kind of weird. Yeah, it was a little cringe moment, like word choice. Yeah, yeah, not the best. I am useless, but okay. <laughs> I had a little bit of a moment here where it was like, oh, well, Jamie's finally spoken to him, so now it's all gonna be okay. <laughs> like, because right, right. Jamie's fixes right. everything. Yeah. Um, because the last scene we get is like basically Claire and Jamie depositing Fergus yeah. back home and mostly welcoming him and he picks up Henri and like everything is kind of I don't know this felt close to me like okay yeah. Fergus is is uh okay now and and we're all gonna be okay here yeah. I don't know did you guys get that impression or two or do you think I like we'll see more of this okay I think yeah, I don't know if they will, how much more time they'll dedicate to this. It felt to me too, like, okay, we're on the path yeah. to healing now. Yeah. It's in like, like if there's, what's the opposite of bittersweet? Like, it's like the negative version of bittersweet. It's like, you know, that like someone can't suddenly not be an alcoholic by the mm-hmm. next episode, but we also don't want to deal with it. We're just like, we, <laughs> want, we want it to be over. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's very <laughs> honest. Like I, as you the know? audience, don't yeah. want this to be a plot line anymore right, so I right. do hope it's over yeah exactly um and then again I here I am thinking the episode's over but we get one more scene not quite <laughs> over not quite over and um Major McDonald is uh riding into Fraser's Ridge and stops off at the big house with guns for the Cherokee so so now um, Jamie's gonna have to sleep with those girls yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time for your gift Jamie. Claire's gonna join and help yeah. out <laughs> yeah like Claire oh. had to say the Boston Tea Party yes why yeah. did you say that out loud like what if yeah. they hadn't well, called yeah. it that yet or something you know yeah. that's true yeah, Major McDonald is mm-hmm. like, oh, um, and not a moment too soon. Flip, here's your newspaper. Yeah. Boston Tea Party has I, happened. I'm wondering what's going to happen to Major McDonald. Like, that's like kind of my, because he's been buddy buddying up with Jamie mm-hmm. and I actually like him. Like, I actually really am liking him. So I'm just curious to see how it's going to go down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we know 
what side Claire on. Claire yeah. knows who wins and we got to yeah. get on the winning side <laughs> yeah so people like, are gonna get hurt here yeah um and then we just get this last ominous it's starting from Claire right? and hey um history question for you guys because I was talking Uh-oh. to um my boyfriend today about this when <laughs> when we won when we won I mean when um the revolutionary war what happened to the existing redcoats was it like a battle of clonidon type of thing where they were like executed were they sent back they were, were they back. assimilated you know so i'm like i don't know because i'm not you know that great with history but i'm curious to see how they're gonna show it yeah right? i feel like some assimilated but a lot like the ones that came over to fight from england definitely they went home they're they like we're done we're going home yep mm-hmm. yep so I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm curious about it, you know? Yeah. I just keep thinking about Pole Dark and how that starts with him coming back from yep. uh, fighting in the revolution, American revolution. Well, Good show. whatever they called it. Yeah. The war so, in the colonies. Yeah. They, they go home and they're like shocked they lost is basically <laughs> what <laughs> happened. <laughs> they're just like, we don't lose what's uh, going on. <laughs> basically it, it ends with it starting and we get some really great dramatic music that changes into this like drum march um, vibe. So we know like war's coming and that's how the yep. episode ends. Mm-hmm. So it's been a journey. It I know is. this wasn't everyone's favorite episode. Curious to hear what you guys think. We'll start with Tiff. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm historically a high ranker, so I <laughs> didn't hate it. It just was slow to me. Like it was a slow moving episode. So I give it an eight. We're just like slowly kind of going down <laughs> so far from my high peak. The first episode, I liked all the family moments in this this particular episode like we saw a lot of Fraser family moments and including mm-hmm. the what would be you know extended family uh, time with Marcely and Bree talking together Claire and Jamie finally being there for Fergus and supporting him those things were were sweet and touching to me I also enjoyed Roger manning up again. That's fantastic. At the beginning of the episode, he's really shining. And like we discussed a little bit, I think he and Brie are starting to be set up as maybe like second in command on the ridge. Other thing I loved were the Ian and Malva moments. Mm, I thought their little flirty chit chat was fun. I liked her kind of dropping hints about her brother and dad a little bit. Like she kept kind of shading them. And I'm interested to learn more about this, you know, as it goes on and what Ian's perspective is going to be like, is he going to want to rescue her and sweep her off her feet to his farming land? He hasn't farmed yet. The Murray Frasers love a good mm-hmm. damsel in distress. They so. do. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for me in like I am. Yeah, I'm so ready too. <laughs> Malva Ian, me in. <laughs> and I did not like Melva getting beat for no reason. That was probably, and you know, yeah. Fergus's whole story is so sad and upsetting. I really felt for him. I was, you know, it was so upsetting to see him in the depths of his depression. But I'm hopeful that the way that the episode ended is this is kind of resolution and we're going to see him on a healing path from now. Yep. So, an eight for me, slow, but had some highlights. Yep. Aaron? 
So I actually started at an eight and actually it's solid after my first watch. Mm -hmm. I was kind of in that eight range, but I'm actually throwing it down to like a 7.6. Okay. I okay. kind of lost my like love of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. At first I'm like, okay, like this is just kind of a very intimate, a lot of monologue, like, you know, a, a lot of little scenes put together, um, you know, off camera or off podcast we were talking how there was no action but there kind of was some action too but not heavy action so I think it was just good like I'm just giving mm -hmm. it a good rating it wasn't like excellent it was just good I, I I liked it I thought the opening was great with Roger I thought the you know him Henry floating down the river was <laughs> unbelievably entertaining but okay it was fine it was good the CGI like going over <laughs> CGI the it was bad it's just like so obvious I'm like why do they need the CGI for the basket going over like, they could have yeah right you could have filmed this. that like, it was just yeah. so obvious like it was just so easy to see I am giving a big like shout out to Brie like maybe mm -hmm. we would think I would be giving this a higher rating just because Brie finally is showing off but they only touched on it a little bit like she's just like haha like I made this I'm so cool so if they're gonna be so nonchalant with it, I'm excited for what other things she has to create. You know, she's she's slowly becoming like one of my one of my favorites personally. Like I know you guys love Roger, but I actually love Brie, especially having a look back at her character over the mm -hmm. past seasons. She like finally knows who she is a little bit. I'm totally over Fergus. Like, I'm sorry, I'm over alcoholic Fergus. Like I was saying yeah. before. Like I'm just mm -hmm. I'm let's move on, even if it's not true to like true alcoholism let's just get through it get him back to being like an honorable a-list character here christy scenes i thought the christy claire scene was maybe my favorite monologue when she comes down to do the ether but ends up talking mm -hmm. to him and or not monologue sorry i keep saying monologue but like dialogue <laughs> between mm -hmm. the two and i thought it was i thought it was done really well because it was an unintended interaction between the two and you saw her, like I said, anxious and up late, but then taking it out by jumping into what she knows is, you know, being a doctor and being there mm -hmm. for him um, and developing that, um, that friendship or that relationship there. I am a little bit nervous about Christy and what he's going to be doing. I don't know yet. I'm a little unsettled about him. The one thing I want to throw out is what's going on with the fire. Like I just watched the thing, like, the whole fire that this is building up to that they see in the obituary, like when is this happening? It's like, I forgot about it. I would have totally forgotten about it if I hadn't been watching the past seasons. What is going on? Like, I just, I, it's time. Like, we need to know, can we have this big mystery finally solved? And the fact that there is nothing else written in history about this darn family is like really annoying and frustrating too. Um, but we're not going to go there with the, in, you know, continuity issues of time travel, but whatever. I'm ready for me in. Okay, Malva and Ian, totally solid episode. It was good. Giving it a good rating of 7.6, maybe 7.7, 7.6, 7 .9, 2 to the third power. It was good. So yeah. Whew. What did you think, nice. Kate? I wish I wasn't so harsh on last week's episode. <laughs> because last week's um, was good. I like last week. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm realizing like the the silliness of last week was was enjoyable and we had a really fun conversation about it. So I I think something can be said about that. And then this episode 
It was, it was just slower. It was a little bit draggy just because of the heaviness of some of the topics uh-huh. that they were covering mostly around uh, Fergus and what he was dealing with and the introduction of Henri and, and seeing people overcome their, their fears of, of someone that's different. And that was yep. another heavy topic. So those, that was all a lot. There was definitely some some good moments in there related to, um, you know, the Christie's and the Frasers starting to get to know one another. Roger was again, the, uh, the hero of the episode really coming into his own for me. Can't help but think like, wow, Roger's a catch. Like good for you, Brie. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think I'd be saying that ever, (laughs) but I'm really happy for, for them to see their characters maturing and turning into something bigger and and more important in the overall on the ridge it was fine like it was all very fine (laughs) yeah again I wish I hadn't rated last week so harshly um because I'm just gonna call this a seven and we'll we'll leave it at that I guess Roger's keeping it uprated for you (laughs) yeah I'm just like happy to see this version of of Roger and like you know Richard Rankin I hope we get to hang out one day (laughs) I I laugh when we talk about Roger I laugh when we talk about Roger because in one of the past I in the sex scene with him and Brie he makes that stupid remark where he's like I've been wondering what color it is down there oh great Aaron, what are you doing reminding us of this? Yeah, I know. Like, well, this how is dare I'm, you? Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. We love him so much. And then I keep having these like horrid like yeah. reminders of him. Like, no, wait. I just want to like redline my entire like the first oh. five seasons and just like go with this new Roger. That's so much more likable. Yeah, I agreed. Because I don't even feel like his experiences have like really caused this 180. I just feel like they're writing him so much better yeah, now. And they're like letting Richard him. Rankin just like be comfortable with yep, letting yep. himself through a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. Well, well done, everybody. All right. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks so much for listening to our breakdown of season six, episode three, Temperance. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate and review us. You can follow us on Instagram at Fraser's Ridge and on Twitter at Fraser's Ridge Pod. Goodbye.